fellas. When was the last time you felt yourself down there? No, not like that. I mean really felt yourself. Did you know that one man every hour of every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? It's the leading cancer in men aged 15 to 35. That's why, as part of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, we're encouraging all of our male listeners to check their balls. Don't worry if you've never touched them that way before. It takes 60 seconds and you could do it in the shower. For more information, head to manscaped.com, click on the cause tab and check out the advice in partnership with the Testicular Cancer Society. If you fancy treating your nads to something special while you're there, head to the store where you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code MOP20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code MOP20. With collaborations and support from the Manscaped community, we can increase social awareness, raise much-needed funds for cancer research, and provide the right support to save lives and balls. To another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. 99.3624897% and Super Producer Ian Stimson. Chuck, did you know that I'm making up the decimal places every <gasps> single week and they might may or may not you be? You know accurate. what? It literally, yes. There you go. It may have gone up or down from last week. I'm genuinely not sure. <laughs> Who knows? Some some pedant will Write in, send another raven to Ian's door. Really, he's cleaning dog. Shit. He's cleaning bird shit daily, guys. He doesn't need it. All right, stop sending ravens to Peter. <laughs> Just don't. We did get fact check on something, did didn't we? we? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The uh, the American Bolton player that um, Oscar made oh, up, right. basically yeah. made up, and um, I didn't feel confident enough to correct him because I didn't know. Um, because I thought if it was going to be about a club like Bolton, Oscar must have done his research because he, he like, <laughs> I'm surprised he even heard of it. And I'm also annoyed at myself for not coming up with Ryan Mason, that was a much more prolific and recent example of players who retired due to head injuries. So um, Tom Townley, I think, checked us on that. Uh, Bolton fan. So cheers on that. Thank you. <laughs> the one time Bolton comes up and he's like, nope, we're fact-checking that shit. <laughs> and this is it. why we stick to Premier League. In my defense, this was two blonde-haired, medium-length-haired gentlemen within four years of each other, American, up-and-coming, making a name for themselves, who had to retire around the same time early because of injuries. So, I don't know. It's, like, not super far off. I'm just saying. Did you say they both now act as pundits as well and, like, U.S. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, they both back and forth between, like, ESPN and Fox. They both worked for, have worked for both. Or, I don't know. Apparently, I can't tell them apart. So, maybe it's just one guy. It might just be one dude. <laughs> Blonde, blonde, white dudes and teams that begin with W, all the same. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, Ian, dare I ask how uh, how are things going on Posh Island? Uh, it was fine, but uh, we did lose against uh, Shrewsbury. You lost to COVID FC. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah, you played course, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there are there are still League One games getting cancelled, as I'm sure you can imagine. But um, yeah, I mean, holding firm in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah. Well, it's all you can ask for. Staying somewhere around the mid-table in the conversation, right? 
Yeah. And to be fair, at your age, holding firm, that's pretty good. So, <laughs> I will take it. Absolutely. Banter section complete. There it is. All right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, we are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about soccer, but we mostly go off track. And we like to start things off every week with our famous <coughs> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, Manchester United say they are disgusted after Alex Twanzebe, Axel Twanzebe, and Anthony Martial were racially abused on social media by mindless idiots after Wednesday's loss to Sheffield United. United midfielder Scott McTominay wrote on social media that he was disgusted with what I have read this morning. Club captain Hammer Aguirre added, United against racism, we will not tolerate it. Gentlemen, another week, another racism story. And yeah, it's not even just those two. Um, Marcus Rashford put stuff out today. He didn't want to. He wanted to try and rise above it even more by not posting it directly as what was said or screenshots or anything. But you're like, for fuck's sake, mate! Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Exasperation, I think, is about the right sentiment. So let's just go ahead and move on to the next story. Our next story: Chelsea say they are disgusted after right back Reese James was racially abused on social media. James, 21, posted a screenshot of racist messages he had received via Instagram on Friday with the caption, something needs to change. Chelsea said in a statement, this club finds racism and all forms of discriminatory behavior completely unacceptable. We totally condemn it. Gentlemen, another week, another racism story. Yeah, people wonder why this keeps getting brought up and you know, players keep taking the knee. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Mm. I wonder why. So are we uh, are we ready to stop taking the knee yet, or it sounds like we might need to maybe continue for a little bit longer? I don't know. I think it, think it maybe needs to carry on, yeah. All right, well, moving on to our next story. Manchester United forward Marcus Rashford says he was subjected to humanity and social media at its worst after receiving racist abuse on Saturday. The 22-year-old who was awarded the MBE for his work fighting child food poverty received multiple racist messages on Instagram on Saturday. They were sent to the England striker after a 0-0 draw with Arsenal. I'm a black man, and I live every day proud that I am, he said on Twitter. Chuck, I know you had mentioned it, but this is a separate news story under the BBC, so I thought it deserved its own headline, even though it did come up earlier. Another week, another racist story, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm fine with it getting mentioned again. Not fine with the guy who's literally feeding, working his fucking arse off, thousands and thousands of kids, potentially friends of these people that are putting racist abuse on there, that hide behind yeah. whatever. The guy, like, you know, we joke about it, Dr. Marcus Rashford, MBE, and whatever. But the guy is like... Yeah. What? Imagine that being the person you decide to go for. Yeah. I mean, it just it, it just shows, like, it shouldn't matter who the person is, right? Racism, racism, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that goes without saying. Although, no, not without saying. It should be said, but yes. And you're like, <laughs> if, if these people are even going to attack fucking Marcus Rashford, like, get the fuck out, man. Like... I'm sick of you. Boil your fucking head. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of get the fuck out, our next story. A man has been arrested after a racist message was sent to West Bromwich Albion midfielder Romain Sawyers. West Brom said the abhorrent message was sent on social media during their loss to Manchester City. A 49-year-old man from Kingswinford near Dudley has been arrested on suspicion of racially abusing the player West Midlands police said. So, some action. Genuinely action. Like, another week, another racist story, right? But, like, this is good. I guess we can be thankful that one of them was stupid enough to do it with identifying features on his socials, I imagine. Because occasionally you get that golden ticket where uh, one of these idiots does it while showing a picture of them wearing their work pass or something, and you're like, oh, yes, lovely. Mm. But, <laughs> num, num, num. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, so, yeah, good thing, I suppose, that someone's been arrested for it. 
Uh, shame it doesn't happen more often, but there you go. Yeah, and you do bring up the identity thing, which I think has been part of the debate this week. Was like, oh, well, what can't we... It'll help social media, it'll help Twitter if we just have people use their actual names instead of usernames. Like, this will help stop racism because they can be identified more easily, blah, 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 blah. And I think that while that is a, like, decent start of things, um, I would simply point to Facebook, where people use their real names. And it is still quite the hotbed of racism and fascism <laughs> and all the other stuff. So, yeah. And thinking about it now, yeah, it probably wouldn't make a difference because people still, even though they've got their names to it, they still are racist fucking pieces of shit. And we see people, you know, afterwards, there was a video, it wasn't even related to um, footballers or anything. It was to do with the daily press conferences and um, a guy literally filming himself um, insulting uh, Pretty Patel and uh, I can't remember who else, maybe Jonathan Van Tam, using racial slurs like, I'm never going to listen to them, I'm English, I'm in this country, I'm going to listen to white people, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and obviously you can imagine the things. His girlfriend sat next to him, like, disgusted, like, what the hell, you can't say those kind of things. And then subsequently, obviously, people found him on Facebook, messaged his bosses, this, that, and the other, and he's like, please, guys, please, you're ruining your life. And it's like, well, do you know yeah, what? Never mind. This is what life is, that you have consequences. And especially, you know, sometimes there are consequences where maybe it's uh, an overreaction for something, and it, and it takes time, and afterwards it's adjusted, and, and what have you. And then there are certain things where it's like, no, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Like, you've made your bed. If you're going to do yeah. that, if, you th- if you're fucking thick enough as well to be doing it, like, there's just so many layers of get to fuck with it, so... Yeah, and and to put a sort of happy cap on it, um, because I'm sure our listeners have sensed the theme to the uh, racist fire news, I mean, rapid fire news this <laughs> week, uh, but, you know, you said that that guy, like, oh, I want to listen to England, I'm from England, I'm all about English flag. Well, Prince William, the Duke of Cambridge, has called for racist abuse aimed at footballers to stop calling it despicable shout out that guy just called despicable by the prince um he said on twitter racist abuse whether on the pitch in the stands or on social media is despicable and it must stop now we all have a responsibility to create an environment where such abuse is not tolerated and those who choose to spread hate and division are held accountable for their actions that responsibility extends to the platforms where so much of this activity now takes place i commend all those players supporters clubs and organizations who continue to call out and condemn this abuse in the strongest terms. And I don't think we could put it much better than Prince William himself, so that's a pretty good note to end on. Hopefully a message from someone of power out to the majority of people in the world uh, Mm. will have some effect, little by little. Right, guys? You'd love to think so, but I think it's, yeah, there's no uh, one-shot cure-all, but... And fuck me, it must be hard for these players keep a having to deal with it, and then also going through it again and pushing and pushing, and and that's why you know we're seeing these stories more and more. We've said we'll keep talking about them, um, and also now something's being done about it because gradually, I think more and more people will go, oh, we yeah, maybe we do actually have a racism problem in this country. No fucking right. shit. Yeah, as these cockroaches come out to the light and are highlighted by things like social media, then mm. you know their awareness is known, and next and eradication can begin. No, I don't mean like physical eradication. I mean like the eradication of the racism. <laughs> just to be clear, I'm not advocating. Yeah. For moving on to the fixtures. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right. Well, there was like two weeks worth of games in this last like five days because it is 2021. So that is just how things go. <laughs> how it happens, yeah. So uh, I figure we could take this a few of the big teams and notable narrative storylines. 
at a time instead of just going match by match. Um, and I'm going to start us off with Manchester United, formerly best team in the world and in Europe and everywhere <laughs> else. Known to man, we had Manchester United 1, Sheffield United, ruck row, 2, oh. Manchester United's 0.99 to Sheffield's 0.69 on XG. So a 1-1 draw, perhaps more indicative. But they lost to fucking Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. And then today, just to take both matches, or was that yesterday? I think that was yesterday, actually. Arsenal 0, Manchester United 0, Arsenal 0.75 to Manchester United's 1.51. So they probably should have won that one, but they drew to Arsenal. <laughs> wow. Is it a festive hangover? Is that it? Is that like they're now carrying a lot of weight from the holidays and they can't shift it, so they're a bit more sluggish? Uh, don't talk about Bruno Fernandes that way. Come on, man. That's just rude. <laughs> oh, he's never done it against a big club. Yeah. As how Bruno goes is how Man United goes. He's been a bit of a barren run, a bit of a dry spell. I don't know if his underlying numbers match that, but if you guys are going to throw a narrative at me, then fuck you guys. I'm going to go with the narrative on Bruno, <laughs> which is that he's having a terrible, terrible few weeks. And, uh, you know, now we're looking at Manchester United, the mighty Manchester United, down to, what's that, second on the table? Oh, that's not that far down, but... No. Yeah, <laughs> so, were you, you anticipating that they go down to like 10th or something? I mean, that is how it goes. Two bad results can take you pretty far down the table these yeah, days. True, true. It's nice for once when we have takes on teams and mention things and then like we're not completely proved to be fucking idiots by the next time we record. Like, <laughs> well, Give it another week and then we will be again. <laughs> yeah, I know, but just, just like from one week to the next is just such a victory for me. Um, <laughs> really feels like it. Little things, guys, baby steps. Um, because they didn't have one individual moment of brilliance that led to them <laughs> getting something. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's anything to do with the the kind of penalty things because they're they're kind of playing slightly differently a touch now um and the reason they were getting so many penalties was because there were so many threats sprinting into the box at once and now a lot of teams are backing off more which is the adjustment to make rather than just mentioning or moaning constantly sorry that oh far is already manchester far united or oh, whatever but the last two games, they haven't had those players that have taken a game by the scruff of the neck and managed to pull something out of a hat like we've had with Fernandez uh, constantly taking 40-yard shots or Pogba taking 40-yard shots or what have you. And now you have two pretty bleak results, uh, one losing to the, the quote-unquote worst team in Premier League history. You know, <laughs> fair play, though, to Sheffield United because they battled, they looked different, they, they were pressing constantly. Um, and so, you know, I didn't think that was an undeserved, whatever the XG... What was the XG? It was fairly close, wasn't it? It was about a draw. The Sheffield United one was like 0.9 to 0.7. Yeah, like but I mean, if you if you watched the Oli Burke goal, like, that was precisely summed up the game. Like, <laughs> Sheffield United lost the ball in their box. The keeper slowly passes it out five yards. They pass it back to uh, Burke, who's just stood there, has time, like, eight yards out from goal to stop take a touch, eat his dinner, and then just <laughs> just smash it. You know, like, it was so abject. And I'm sure there were tons of Man United fans just screaming at the telly. Um, I wasn't. I was laughing my giddy ass off. But, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not a, uh, not a good sign. But that's just kind of the thing that we've said is that they don't they still don't feel like any sort of coherent know what to do and you know they went one nil down again um for the 18th time this season out of 20 games 
It's just nice to be proved right. 100%. And you know what my favorite thing about this fucking storyline is? This this uh, club? Is that it's all going against the run of XG. <laughs> I hope he gets fired <laughs> in four weeks after a bunch of unlucky results. <laughs> uh, God, you really do pick and choose when to support the stats, don't you? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The stats say that this was an unlucky run, and that makes me happier that it's going against the stats. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, sorry to do this to you, Chuck, but next on my rundown is Palace. We had Palace nope. losing to nope. West Ham <laughs> nope. and beating Wolves. You guys beat Wolves? No. Oh. No. Nope. What do you mean, no? I don't know. You did. I mean, you, you literally <laughs> made me check the score. Let me give these scores out. Palace 2, West Ham 3, Palace 0.6 to West Ham's 3.3. Oof. RIP, Chuck. My instant one thing take on that is do not look at the scoreline <laughs> for, for how that game <laughs> was go. because it should have been about 8 for West Ham. They were good. Yeah, 3.3 is a lot of XG. Like, mm. it is quite a lot of XG. <laughs> yeah. Um, Objectively, that just is a lot of XG. Numbers, just numbers, innit? Yeah. Integers. Uh, and then uh, you guys beat Wolves today, though. Crystal Palace 1, Wolves 0, Palace 1.4 to Wolves 0.5 on XG. So a comprehensive, genuine victory against the Mighty Mighty Wolves. That's got, that got to feel pretty good, right? As they do and as they things. Yeah, that's nice. I'm very... Uh, yeah, I don't know what to feel. Because I really want to commit to hating everything um <laughs> you can't hate Eze though no no and that's fine but it's like when then palace actually do win i'm like i should be happy but Fuck i'm not the self-loathing and i don't want to watch them again until roy hudson's gone so yep all right well tune in next week for one check on palace <laughs> island <laughs> All right, Chuck, well, I won't make you linger too long on Palace, then let's go ahead and move on to what is very quickly looking like the actual best team in England and are going to run away with this league, uh, and that is Manchester City. Two wins, one much more comprehensive than the other. We had West Brom, which Albion 0, Manchester City 5, wow, uh, 0.6 to 2.3 on XG, so not quite five goals on the XG, but a, a very, very overwhelming performance there. Yeah, that was good. That was Man City, Man City good goal balls. Uh, Gun Hacksaw Jim Gunduggan um, <laughs> getting two goals, apparently being a better striker than any other striker that um, <laughs> Man City has. Um, although Gabriel Jesus then scored a nice goal against uh, Sheffield United. But yeah, that, this is just City, well, City it, being Only City. a nice goal because he was allowed 20 minutes to set himself in the penalty area. I know, he he mishit that twice before he could finally get the <laughs> shot off. It's great. Just that one shot had three XG. <laughs> it's like in Rocket League where you miss just slightly to the left or just slightly to the right on purpose. So you get a shot on goal before you score. Like an extra shot in your stats. Wow, that's next level Rocket League. I can't do that. Oh, shit. Don't pretend you're good enough to stat pad in Rocket I was, League. Well, I was playing 1v1 this morning, so it's, you have a lot more time. Oh, and, and you also had the other controller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, City, any, like, De Bruyne is out. Weren't they supposed to get worse? Didn't we talk about that last week? How they were like, oh, this will be the only way we have a title race because De Bruyne is out. Um, we, that's you. Yeah, you, you definitely did. You, yeah. me and Ian were just like, nah, they'll, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I said we. I'm doubling that. That's the royal we. Definitely. I'm not having that. I was surprised. I mean, West Prom, fuck. I'd be surprised if Big Sam's still there by the time we get this episode out because they haven't signed players <laughs> and they're just fucking hell. Like the one game they could have done something from, they like drew with Fulham. 
Um, and I'm really annoyed because Fulham should have won that fucking game. Verdammt. You're less a Palace fan these days than a Fulham fan, just so it's Brighton go down. Yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> anything. That would be fucking brilliant. They're my Newcastle. Fuck off. And West Brom <laughs> and Sheffield United. They can all go. Um... <laughs> West Brom are, for the record, I'm looking at the stats, literally twice as bad as the second worst team by XG goal difference per 90. Ooh, dear. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Minus 1.2 per 90. Expected goal difference. Oh. But City? Yeah? Yeah, many good. I was surprised that they... Although, again, this does kind of fit the narrative of what I said last week. Again, so happy days. Is that we said about the year that Liverpool actually won the league, they were less exciting. And now, where Klopp comes out and says, Oh, can't rotate my players. Oh, God. Oh, media and all that. Pep just kind of goes, Okay, well, what I'll do is, is I'll, I'll change loads of players and then... We'll uh, score one, and then we'll just just chill and just take it easy. Or like yeah. against West Brom when he made like three subs at half time, two subs at half time. I think he was bringing on like Laporte for the whole second half or whatever, and just like, man, let's just chill. Let's good vibes and party, and just three points clear at the top with a game in hand. Thank you very much. Hey. Yeah, did you guys see his interview? I forget where it was. I wish I could credit the person that I saw it through. I retweeted it at some point, but he basically gave like a whole long quote about how like, oh, this is my new tactical system, and I specifically built it to manage minutes and energy around coronavirus problems. And like he went into it and explained it. It was a whole thing, and it was like really in depth. And I was like, oh fuck, like you're so fucking smart. It's so frustrating. And yeah. he is. He's like on purpose playing like mellow, and is like, I tell them. Be centered, be calm, we keep the ball, we win. Like, he's like, yo, we're, we're so good. Yeah, it's so weird that it's like something like that has to be such a radical thinking. Like, oh, I know what we're going to do. Let's just <laughs> look at what's going on around us and then um, let's like sort our shit out and just, just adapt to that. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? <laughs> Mad. And, and that's meant to be like some sort of football pervert savant that's like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there's – this will come up more with Chelsea when we get to Tuchel and stuff, but like do you think that there's a future of like there's no like starting 11, it should be a starting 17 that just get moved around or a starting well, no, 15 that just get rotated? because no, you can't start with more than 11 players. <laughs> you know what I mean. No. <laughs> like, no don't. Your A squad isn't 11 players. Your A squad is 15 and then like Squats. you chop and change. Yeah, you should. That's not what it is. That's not given. Like we say that like it seems obvious, but most clubs are like, it's, yeah. it's, it's first 11. It's his name on the you, sheet. Yeah, like, you very much do get a narrative of, even with Lampard recently, of, uh, oh, does he even know his first 11? Right, exactly. Thank you, Ian. Yes. Thank you, one of you, for acknowledging that I'm not crazy. <laughs> Do you think it's going to turn into in a few years with how many minutes these clubs have to play? Like, it, it's who are his 15 guys? I think it has been before, but the problem is that there are some clubs of managers that don't... Like, they get to the point where they have to use players that they wouldn't consider in their starting 11, or even mm -hmm. like their starting 13, 15, whatever, because naturally over the course of the season because of injuries etc you're always going to get rotation and so rather than do it out of necessity I think we should see more intelligent managers just doing it out of development and an eye for the future you know what I mean like rather than having a starting 11 you have your strongest 9 10 in whatever and then you pop in one other less person, someone who would come in as a second string almost. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. then get more experience in the first team or a youth player to then build them up. They're not necessarily going to play all the time and it's not necessarily going to be the same person that gets dropped all the time. But then that way you can bring people in. And then when you do have situations where you have two, three injuries, 
to your starting 11 or hell, even five, six, seven, as we've seen before, it's much less of a dip in not necessarily overall quality, but in uh, experience, game time of knowledge of being in that situation. That's, yeah. That just feels like what it should have been for years. And then you also have that players continuously try and they, they make more of it because then they can try to elevate to that position where they're the player that plays six out of seven games rather than the player who plays two out of seven games. Somebody's been playing FIFA career mode, am I right, Ian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, let's move on then. Uh, Chuck, you had good points. I'm just jealous that Thanks. you made such insightful things, so I'm just going to make fun of you and then move on to the next thing because that's how podcasting works. Driven by jealousy. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on then to the other best team in England. They're having a very, very good week, uh, and that is Liverpool. Liverpool 3, Tottenham 1 on Thursday, January 28th. Liverpool 2.6 to Tottenham 0.1. Ooh. Uh, uh, wait, what? I know. <laughs> And much worse for Tottenham's Kane is out, but we don't, I don't actually want to talk about them because they're fucked without Kane. Liverpool 3, West Ham 1, so another 3-1. Liverpool 2.1 to West Ham's 0.9 on XG. So two solid wins against two solid teams. Are they, uh, you know, they're up to fourth in the table. The table's a bunch of bullshit because West Ham are fifth, like, <laughs> whatever. But Liverpool, <laughs> well, we've been through more, race? more than half the season, Oscar. Can we can we keep continue to say that the table's complete bullshit? Yes, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> Do you genuinely believe that West Ham are the fifth best team in England? Is that what you're trying uh, to tell me? I'm going to sort no, by what, what I think it shows, points, and they are. Oh yeah, to be fair, they're ninth. Shut up, Chuck. <laughs> What I'm suggesting is that over the last 21 games, they've been the fifth best team. Numbers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You are, you are suggesting that. I mean, I guess that's a fundamental difference. Fuck Liverpool. That's not even interesting. Let's talk about this. Are we having a conversation when people say who the mm, – how do I say this? I don't think the table tells us who the best teams are. I think right. the table, at least at this point in the season, tells us who's had – Who's accumulated the most points? Part of that being yes, yes, it does. Yes, yes, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't read sort into it too much. Like, like always, what the table says, did it? I've angered the beast. And then at the end, who's got the most points is literally in a trophy ceremony, <laughs> told, proclaimed, even immortalized as the best team that year. No, I was aware what I was doing by asking the question because. Oscar doesn't live in reality. <laughs> because, yeah, Oscar <laughs> is someone who has written off the Liverpool title winning season as, well, Man City were better, so it doesn't matter. So I was aware. Yes. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I think know. it's hilarious. No, but, like, genuinely, like, I'm not trying to, like, no riling each other up and shit. Like, do you, because you guys do believe in the table more than I do. Do you genuinely think that West Ham are the fifth best team in the league so far? Like, I'm not even trying to be an asshole. I, I, I want to know if you guys genuinely believe that so that I can adjust my conversations with you going forward. <laughs> no, like... I just think it is. <laughs> tell you what it is. And again, this is what we've said from the beginning. It's just about being consistent this year because it's a fucking mess. Because teams keep falling over each other and going on runs one way or the other. West Ham had five wins on the bounce. Like, that's deserving then of where they are. Of course, does that then necessarily mean that they'll shake down a little bit down the league? Potentially. But look at Man City. We were joking. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was eight games, maybe. We're like, they've scored the same number of goals as Palace. Like, they're way down there. They were bottom half of the table The almost. same number of goals as Calvert-Lewin at the time we joked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then 
all of a sudden they string in these one nil and easy wins. They get what six? I think it's seven out of eight clean sheets in the league in a row now. Um, with uh, Ruben Diaz, uh, John Stones, or whichever defender Pep wants to rotate in that week. And then they've just drilled out those wins to go all of a sudden, ding, oh, there we are. We're three points clear um, and a game in hand at the top. I think I just worry conceded, that people... They've only conceded 13 fucking goals. Jesus, well, I've just seen that. Well, they have the underlying that. numbers. Chuck City are the best team, actually. That's the fucking difference. <laughs> I just think that people... <laughs> misunderstand the word lucky when I call something lucky for either unintentional or accidental or anything like that. Like, a beautiful, fucking stunning, curling effort from 40 yards out or 30 yards out that is, like, the best goal of the season and we all praise it is intentional. That soccer player kicks the ball, meaning for it to end up in the top corner, right? And sometimes it does. Approximately, depending on the range, we we noticed this during the Palace match about one in a hundred times from thirty <laughs> yards out, right? Like that that like perfect spot for the long range effort. So like, yes, he meant it. That doesn't mean he wasn't fucking lucky that it ended up exactly in the top corner this time, as opposed to the other ninety nine times. Do you know what I'm saying? And to yeah, me, West Ham are the beautiful curling free kick. <laughs> like they happen to be in fifth, but I don't think that like yeah, and they mean to be in fifth. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. I think as, as well, the problem is well, not the problem, but the, your your language when you frame the question is so broad. Of do you think West Ham are the fifth best team? Well, no, I don't. You know, no one thinks West Ham are the fifth best team. But yeah, maybe we do put a bit more on the league than you do because you. Uh, or a stats man. But, we, can, um, we converge by about game week 30. I'm like, yeah, the table is the truth, or <laughs> it's enough of the truth that that's what matters at this point. But, like, we're not there yeah. yet. But, no, when you're asking the, the broad question, are West Ham the fifth best team in, in the country? No, no, obviously they're not. But, you know, you've got to give them props for being there right now. You've got to win games. Yeah, fair. And five on the bounce is quite a lot. Well, it yeah. wasn't five on the bounce, but I got that wrong. <laughs> Um, oh. <laughs> four, it was four in the bounce four in the bounce um, two clean sheets then before that they had two draws uh, they'd lost to Chelsea before that and then another draw and a win so what's that some points in some games yeah lots of unbeaten but it's just they, they had a run you know like we said with uh, Lampard when he finally learned how to um, that fleeting moment where he learned how to win games and keep clean sheets that fleeting moment of two months straight <laughs> without, like, <laughs> without losing <laughs> Nope. Um, don't believe that's what I said either. Um, but they had Brighton, Southampton, Everton, Burnley, West Brom, Palace. Now, any team in and around that area, a lot of those teams you're competing with or they are below you. And they didn't lose a single one of those games. They won yeah, four, yeah, yeah. they drew two. And they they were the better performing team as underlying numbers in five out of six of those games. So, you know, it is what it is, mate. It's all just strings of five, six games but they just all add up to all the games by the end of the year. And whoever gets the most points is the winner. That is actually like the most beautiful way I've heard a season described. Is just f- strings of five games at a time, and then at the end, someone's declared a winner. I like that. That was very poetic, Chuck. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's wrap things up then with the newest, shiniest, most exciting maybe team in the league, and that is my beloved Chelsea. Tuchel's Chelsea, perhaps. Uh Chelsea boring 0-0 draw to Wolves, and then a 2-0 win to Burnley. 
Um, honestly, at this point, and I've said this on Twitter, and I don't think you guys believe me, but I'm going to say it on the air as well. I am not about where we finish on the table anymore. You don't change managers halfway through the season and then get salty if you finish sixth. I mean, many Chelsea fans will, but I won't, yeah, yeah. right? Like, mm. you know, at this point, if we start seeing some ideas, if we start um, seeing some stuff shine through of Tuchel's version of Chelsea, yeah. especially, you know, within the next, like, month, if it really starts looking different, that would be great. But what, wherever we end up is just fucking gravy. And these were boring games to watch. These guys are figuring it out still. Like Relegated? What if you get relegated? Okay, well, you know. I think that would be a bigger problem. <laughs> no, so there is... Cool. No, just, just like to know the parameters. <laughs> fine, okay, fine, fine, fine. The the bottom level, like, not below 15th. Let's say that. Whoa, <laughs> big well, That's where Newcastle are. I mean, come on, that's big yeah. dreams, big dreams. No, I mean, we could, we're going to drop points over the next month. Like, that first match, they had all the possession against Wolves. Didn't, like, Kovacic have more passes than the entire Wolves team or something like that? Maybe it was Jorginho. Probably. I don't know. Wolves looked fucking shit and then followed it up by losing to Palace. So, Jesus yeah, exactly. Christ, if I'm a Wolves fan, I'm like... <laughs> but for all of the ball, Chelsea didn't seem to be... Ro- like, didn't know what to do with it. They reverted almost to Sarri ball, because that was the last time they played a t- system that had a lot of possession. But, like, it didn't look like a Tuchel team or anything. Today was a little bit more... Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I can definitely fucking tell you I'm excited. I did a ton of reading about Tuchel. I might do a Patreon pod at some point this week if my work week isn't too busy. Uh, breaking down all about like what can Chelsea fans expect from Tuchel because I've done a fucking ton of reading about it. I think that there's a lot of possibility. I think that there are some pieces here that fit what he wants. I think one specific name to look out for is going to be Callum Hudson-Odoi. He is known for coming into a club, taking a young player, making them a star in a role that they weren't used to playing. And he's been playing him at wing back and has been going really well. Well, like Callum hudson Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. And then you can stop talking about how he's not worth 200k a week, Chuck. So, <laughs> no, I'm not saying no, no, no. He can be, but it's just at that point, well, a lot of dollar. <laughs> You're like his expected salary is low given his age and playing time <laughs> and contributions. He's overperforming yeah. his salary. Yeah, his contract is overperforming his, his ex salary. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But uh, 30 second spark notes for the Chelsea fans who don't know anything about Tuchel. And you can tune into my Patreon pod, which we might drop for free as a preview thing. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, a lot of pressing. We're going to see pressing. He's a bit of like a pep plus a clop um, in that he has a lot of pressing, but he also loves possession, which is where the pep comes in. Um, also along pep lines, expect a ton of rotation uh, that will have more impact for FPL managers out there. Do not, do not. Do not invest in Chelsea assets. There will be so much rotation. At one point last year, Tuchel played 21 midfields in 26 matches. Don't pick up any of these players. <laughs> not one for the starting 11. <laughs> yeah, not one for the starting 11, exactly. Rudiger. Um, expect a lot of flexibility. Rudiger. Rudi- yes, all, buy all of, uh, all of the Rudiger that you can afford. Rudiger to the moon. <laughs> buy and hold to the moon. <laughs> Diamond hats. I've got fucking diamond hands, baby. <laughs> Hold it, Antonio. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, yeah, I had other stuff to say about Tuchel, but let's move on. No, 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 <laughs> say no, 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 stuff. We're just doing cool, silly, silly satire. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> yeah. The other, the only other note was that there's a lot of uh, flexibility. Hopefully, he won't play the same formation and tactics. You can what? You could that, that's possible. <laughs> yes. <sorry>. It's <laughs> not something you've seen a lot of lately, is it, Chad? That's <laughs> not understand it does not compute mm. no bringing alonso uh in instead of chilwell to play wing back is uh, oh, it's great it's hilarious good t- good times i mean that's that rotation i'm telling you about especially if we're playing every three days there's no way he's just gonna play every guy every position like alonso 
We talk shit about Alonso. He's not good as a fullback, but he is a great he is wing a wingback. Yeah, yeah we always said that he should just be moved further and further and further forward, just so that like that part is fine. The, the man knows how to score. I mean, Timo should hang out with him for a bit to get a bit of that oh, finishing Jesus luck. Jesus Christ, that guy's had a curse put on him or something. Yeah. <laughs> something, like, something. He's lacking in confidence. Isn't he? he needs like a rabbit foot. He needs to go <laughs> see. I don't know. He needs to see someone. Get the bad juju. Like burn some sage or whatever. <laughs> It's not fucking. What was the guy who, uh, the, the, was it the Fulham manager who said about putting cheese on an injury or something? Oh, Jesus Christ. What was his name? Oh. Uh, Felix Magat. That's it. Yeah. That, that's Felix what you Magat, reminded you needed to put there. cheese on an injury and then phone your mother by putting the, and put the phone to your left ear yeah. or your right ear specifically. This isn't even joke. This isn't even me taking it. This is genuine. <laughs> yeah, this is a sort game. of exaggeration. And then that will help with the, the, the healing process or put like, a f- uh, it was something. Put it in your sock when you're playing, and then it will help it heal. That's some Guatemalan grandmother shit, right there. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. <laughs> that was um, horrific. I did see an interesting thing about Chelsea, though, and then obviously this applies to the wider um, realms. And it was uh, Paul Merson actually coming in with something um, quite, I thought, quite astute about um, Kai Havertz. And oh, yeah, how, you retweeted that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that about? Just in general about how it's, you know, we spoke last week about the price tags and players not being able to uh, control that and coming into a situation where it's all weird. And then, as we said before, about managers adjusting to the world, maybe we should, you know, sometimes we're guilty of it as well and not thinking, you know what, he's a 20, 21-year-old uh, kid who's just moved to a new country um, I don't in, personally... in the strangest of circumstances. As in well. exactly in COVID times, yeah. Um, you, you know, at a time where when you have stuff on your mind, it's very difficult to get out of that funk and be distracted by by something. And and I thought Paul Merson was 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 fairly insightful when he said this. You know, sometimes you'll just go, oh, come round to ours for dinner or something, or let's go have a couple of beers, or let's go do something, anything, mm. and, and be a bit more social. Or, you know, he'd be potentially you'd fly your mates over from Germany or or any of those kind of things, your family. And when those options just aren't available to you, it makes you dwell and, and, and sit in what's been going on so long. So I do kind of feel for the guy, and it, it kind of makes sense that then potentially that is the wider area. And what we have said um, before as well, that it seems like it's harder for teams to get out of bad runs of forms much harder than before and whether uh, rightly or wrongly that's attributed to fans being in the stadium or not or just in general life we've all we've all kind of felt it you know people ask you well what are you doing today fucking nothing you know every day is the same unless you do go out to work or you go to a different area or you you know you do the same walks and it's the little things that we take for granted and so no i just thought it was uh quite a good observation and something to yeah. to think on and consider when um, when we see these young players not necessarily take into it to the league um, or at the moment like a duck to water. All right. Well, uh, on that note, I think that's a, a beautiful place to end on for our soccer coverage. So we'll take a quick break for a word from our sponsors and we'll be back after the jump. Support for Miles Offside is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming 
needs. Now, when I say this is premium, I do mean premium, Chuck. I'm about, I'm a premium kind of guy. I've always said that. Always said that about you. I've had problems before um, where, you know, I've been trying to look after my misters and it's just been uncomfortable. Other electric trimmers, you know, they're too noisy. Uh, I get like little nicks. You're walking around all day like a cowboy afterwards. I'm, I'm just, I'm not about that life, Oscar. Not anymore. I have some good news for you, Chuck, because that's exactly why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. That's right, the Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Ian, you have had a chance to introduce yourself to the Lawnmower 3.0. I have, and, and just like Chuck says, I think you don't, it's a sensitive area. You don't want anything down there that's not quality. There's enough down there that's not quality. And I need to put something down there that is quality. And uh, the, the lawnmower is something else. The, the thing I like best, not best, because the best thing I like is exactly what Chuck said, not nicking yourself. That is incredibly important. But the little LED light that lets you just get through, get through the thatch. You can see everything that's happening. Oh, I'm a huge fan of that. I have to admit, I was a proud owner of the Lawnmower 2.0 well before we had a working relationship with this company. <laughs> and uh, that did not have the little LED light on it. And so when I busted open the Lawnmower 3.0, it was night and day, let me tell you. Literally 18 months well spent. <laughs> well, if you want to get in on that action, go ahead and get 20% off and free shipping with the code MOP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code MOP20. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to the Miles Offside podcast brought to you in partnership with Manscaped. Um, we've done the football chat and um, I don't really know if I want to talk about FPL, but we'll talk about FPL. Ooh, someone hasn't had a good week I'm taking. I, I, don't, I love coming into this blind because I never know how you guys did and then I try to guess based off of how you intro the session. It's, it's hard to know with this week because there's been so many players out or rotated or teams yeah. where like, some people are going like three deep into their bench or beyond. Um, so obviously, you know, they really needed to have a strong 17 starting at 17. So Ian's beating you then? That's what I'm hearing. Is he yeah, <laughs> he must have beaten me because I had the armband on Cancelo who didn't play. So that's then going to vice captain Calvert-Lewin. That was good. Uh, my first <laughs> sub was Tyrek Mitchell who didn't play a minute. Fucking Hodgson prick. And Palace kept a clean sheet. Um, so I'm getting Kufal off the bench for one. And Patrick Bamford just sat there. 15 points, first sub. Yeah. Oof. But you're getting fucking Mr. 5-4-1 over here. Getting so many points off his bench. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I am getting uh, 20 points off my bench. Which, uh, when I came into... Uh, the today which is sunday i came into today with less points uh on my players that had played than i was getting off my bench yeah um so yeah it's um it's, i've ended on i think it'll be 59 yeah i'm not far behind i think i'll be uh, 52 yeah yeah no, it's not bad yeah, break yeah. 50 on a bad week that's not that bad of a week right yeah it's not yeah it's just not the best <sighs> I was really hoping Sun would come through with something though. The the Brighton yeah, fucking Spurs just oh shit him fucking um, Spurs shit. Are fucking Spurs it in the Spursiest Jeff way. Pedder, Jeff, uh, GP. 
Yeah. It's almost like when we said that they would be no good if they lost either of Son or Kane, and then they lost Kane, and they were no good. No, nah, because... not a coincidence. No, because in the past, there was always a thing, especially in FPL. Obviously, I know it's under Pochettino, so it's, it's different. We haven't really had it under Mourinho as much. But, like, if Kane got injured, you picked up Son instantly because he would just yeah. go off the charts like he really would. But it's just this weird thing at the minute, like Spurs keep dropping down the league and we didn't, you know, we didn't mention them before. And to be fair, they've got two games in hand, but they're still sick. Like, but yeah, yeah. anyway, anyway, we've done that bit. But yeah, FPL, yay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> both, I, my I... Keepers, both my goalkeepers, clean sheets and bonus points. I'm like, fuck, should have just paid bench boost this week? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still, I'm through in the cup. Oh, yeah. I just had a look. Yeah, Jesus. Um, my my opponent's got uh, fifty points by the looks of it. So I'm I'm still in the FPL Cup. I've never gone this deep. Yeah, I was going to say like normally. Well, I mean, I didn't qualify this year. Um, never normally do. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's nice, mate. Good for you. Yeah. Cheers, mate. But yeah, my I I was upset when I saw Cancelo and Stones. I brought Stones in this week. Oof. So to have Can- Cancelo and Stones. Yeah, that's the only thing I got rid of Stones. For this oh, week, because well, I thought because I had three city, I had Cancelo, Stones, and Foden, right? And I just thought with City actually, especially after the West Brom game, I thought well, if City are gonna start scoring more goals, I probably want to push the third player up the pitch. So I got rid of Stones and I got rid of Stones, Emil Smith Rowe, and Harry Kane because two out of three were injured, and I got in Rudiger who got clean sheet. Gundogan got three points and then obviously I brought in Calvert-Lewin who was a bit of a dud mm. and then playing him instead of Bamford was no many good so so at least you know I didn't have to deal with Stones not playing as well as Cancelo. Yeah I mean obviously ultimately it's worked out well for me because I've got Bamford and Rafinha off the bench but yeah. Yeah we it... get it mate we fucking get well, it. Well to be fair I only benched Bamford after talking to you on the slack. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, but everyone every week gets lucky benches because of how I spoke. I spoke to Andy Penpraise last week, and he did his bench based on what I said. <laughs> and then because of that, he beat me in a head-to-head. And now you're listening to me, and then you beat me. So what? I should just stop giving fucking advice, or I should actually start charging for it. Yeah. Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Chuck FPL Champion. Give me all your money, and I'll help you beat me. It's not that hard, but fucking can't make but, the decisions for myself well you you joke but patreon.com slash miles outside pod you only need two dollars you can get on the slack and get chuck's brusque offhand advice where he just tells you immediately what to do and possibly calls you a name and then it seems to work out yeah but that's the that's the annoying thing i should really <laughs> just start doing it for my own team as well and doing like the because that was what worked last year i would make one decision at the start of the week do yeah. it and then log out job done you think you're overthinking this year, or is it just because you're imparting your wisdom to everyone else that you're thinking about things a little bit more? And... Alternatively, you could go even <laughs> deeper into the overthinking and sign up at the stats robot level where a spreadsheet yeah. would have told you not to Captain Sun this week. I knew you were going to crow about that. Fucking hell. I, I'm aware that it was a punt to Captain Sun. I went in with eyes open, but it just it didn't come off. I mean, fuck me. They barely generated any XG against Brighton. I think it's looking at about 0.39 or something ridiculous. Ugh. I, I I didn't want a captain son so badly for the stats robots that I ran the captain pull twice, <laughs> and both oh times he God. won. Stop the count. <laughs> well, the first time I had a typo, so I was like, "Oh, typo! Invalid results." 
to be fair, like none of the highest score, the highest owned players really did anything this week. So it's just that's probably why it all fucking sucked. Like if we look at the top, the top two goalkeepers. Well, Martinez kept a clean sheet, and Southampton didn't. Question mark? No, they did not. There we go. Um, Justin, they conceded three goals. Chilwell didn't play. Cresswell. They lost to uh, Liverpool, and then Stones and Cancelo didn't play. What about 20, though? Game Week 20 was in here, too. How'd you guys do on that one? Does that put you in a better mood, Chuck? Did you do good in Game Week 20, at least? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, he's in a worse mood now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are you doing to him? <laughs> that was the week that I should have captained Cancelo, because he got 17 points. Him yeah. and yeah, 17? Him, him and Stones were the only people on my team that did anything. Oh, Antonio got a, got a little something there. Yeah. Thanks, Oscar. And Rafina, Rafina got thirteen points oh, last week as yeah, well. Yeah, and he came off your bench again. Did he? Oh, he did. Yeah, because James was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had a lot of bench luck lately. Lovely old job. <laughs> oh, I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, it looks a bit. Last week was a bit. So game week twenty, I had Watkin, Watkins scored as well. Holding on to him's not been too bad. Picks up something every now and then. I'm going to have to make some weird transfers coming up though, because I'm, I'm trying to set myself up for the double in 26 without a while uh, without a wild card so yeah i'm gonna be making some odd transfers i think well ian repeat after me mm. i will not no, i don't like this but i'll do it but we'll see what happens i will not under any circumstances under any circumstances buy a chelsea fpl asset well, i've already got two i mean i need the third, oh, don't sell, I? sell sell <laughs> You need to sell that shit faster than some GameStop stock. Diamond hands. <laughs> sell that and sell your AMC and GameStop stock as quick as possible. Don't sell. Hold. No, hold. Diamond hands. Hold, hold the, the line. line. We're taking it to Wall Street. <laughs> hold the line. Bow now, now, now. Love is it always on time. Love is it always on Every time. Every time I read it, I get Toto in my head. Brilliant. Stay off Reddit for Christ's sake. <laughs> I, yeah. Rudiger, man, 4.5 mil. That way, if he doesn't play, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's yeah. German and a yeah, centre back. It's true. If I do that, I've got triple Chelsea defence, though. Don't do <laughs> that. No, don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Who are your current two? Uh, Silver and James. So, James might. Keep Silva, drop James because he's going to switch yeah. in and out with Aspi and or Callum. Yeah, I might. Reese James, James is 100% starting the next match. Reese James, actually, sneaky FPL slash Chelsea prediction. Reese James is going to end up being the deepest lying central midfielder for Thomas Tuchel. He did it with a center back at Dortmund, and he did it with, uh, uh, I think, actually, a fullback at PSG. I read so much about him this week. But his central defensive mids are almost always out of position players, and I think Reese James fits the profile in terms of his skill set. And he played there for like a couple of games at, at center mid once upon a time. You're going to have a pissed off Jorginho then, aren't you? <laughs> yeah maybe he'll grow that goat looking beard and hair out again <laughs> yeah that was that was a look mr tumnus looked like evil spock so there you go that was fpl yeah right Anything, we always talk retrospectively no fpl advice here guys go fuck <laughs> yeah. yourselves well i the problem is it's so it's especially a season like this it's so Personal, what you're doing, as I say, I'm 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 going to be making odd transfers that people are going to be like, what what are you talk about? Because I'm trying to set myself up for a double game week where I don't even know for sure what the fixtures are. Yet. Callum Wilson, 
Just get Callum Wilson. <laughs> Just get Callum Wilson. Newcastle have made the signing of the window, and we should probably talk about that. January transfer window ends tomorrow. Pfft, fuck knows what's going on. Nothing. Did anybody sign anybody? Genuinely don't remember any big oh, signings. Oh, fucking, fucking hell, how did I not mention that West Ham have signed Jesse Lingard? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Straight into the FPL team, eh, Chuck? And yeah. like West Ham fans are happy about that. You need to have a word with yourselves. Lingard to the moon. Have a fucking word with yourself. Signed Ben <laughs> Rama on a permanent deal. Got Lingard in on loan. Jesus oh, fucking dear. wept. They'll never learn. Um, but yeah, Newcastle brought in a new first team coach and someone who does the tactical advice because Steve Bruce famously, do- famously doesn't do tactics um, and now also <laughs> doesn't take questions from the media. Um, <laughs> Just does what he wants. Gammon face. Um, so yeah, so Newcastle actually pressing and attacking again. Just get Callum Wilson because he's horrible when you don't own him. There you go. Cue the music! Ian, you have to sing the explanation while the song is going. Explain the game. And uh, I'm going to explain the game, Oscar. Just shut the fuck up. Just let let it breathe. Now the people can't hear the song because you're talking. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. The good thing is, is when you play the music, I can't hear Oscar talk, so it's good. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) As I was going to say, I've only got a few seconds to fade this out now. Uh, We're going to play the bluffer. So the bluffer is where uh, I ask a question with multiple answers, and the boys have to bid on how many of those answers they can get. Seven. Um, and, okay, fine, I'll take that. First it's, seven, it's, not, it's, not usually, it's not usually a blind auction, but we can do that. <laughs> oh, we can do that. We can do blind auctions. Ooh, we should try that, actually. For a yeah. whole, like, we each take turns and just say, like, okay, the category is sports. <laughs> and there's 17 buffer. items. I bid four. Oh, that would be interesting. You know how defensive I'm going to play that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I bid one. <laughs> Let's just see what the other person. I bid zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then maybe if you win that week, you get two points overall. If you go blind for all your bids. Yeah, could I'm do. amenable to that. This, is, Wait, no, this, this sounds like an off-air conversation. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay, right. So it's my turn to host. As I say, the current scores are Chuck on four, Oscar on five. And me on four. <laughs> You're really not happy when you lose it, are you? Well, that, plus we're just all so fucking average that we, yeah. like, it's almost <laughs> like we just go in a circle. Like, we just... Chuck, if everybody is good, it looks like everybody is average until you go to the Champions League and England te- English teams are the best teams. Okay, so what are our expected bluffers? <laughs> What's our expected bluffs? <laughs> Who is the best bluffer? Because the league table isn't showing it. I need underlying numbers. <laughs> I think it's okay. Ian. Ian's conversion rate is definitely the highest. So. Ian's a Burnley of the bluffer. Yeah, I'm definitely the Burnley. <laughs> I fully accept that. Oh, like Chuck's the Mourinho? Chuck's, well, yeah. What, driven by malice, yeah. <laughs> um, Crystal malice. Okay, right, let's go. So, Chuck, I'll give you the first bid. Um, and Three. I Seven. need... <laughs> Stop with the blind bidding. <laughs> I need... The 12 official Disney princesses. Oh. Oh, snap, crackle, and pop. Those aren't my three answers, by the way. Um, (laughs) Six? Seven. There you go, I set that up. Eight. You said 12, right? Yeah, there are 12 official Disney princesses, as in there is a franchise of toys and so forth. There are 12 that Disney call official. Take it at eight. 
I think I, I think I know, but I'm, I don't, I'm not in the mood to do a category, so it's all yours at eight. <laughs> do you know eight? Are you going to destroy this? Did I, did I let you have it too early? Son of a bitch. I definitely let him have it too early. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's gray area here. There's gray area. There is some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, yeah, cause, that's what cause I fear. Whether I remember what their names are. Um, that's, that's the game. <laughs> that uh, is the game. <laughs> I'll start with Snow White. What are you shaking your head for, bunches? Fucking hell. The OG princess. Um, Cinderella Aurora or Sleeping Beauty Ariel Little Mermaid uh, Princess Jasmine must be there from Aladdin three more what is the name of the one from Princess and the Frog fuck's sake I've never seen it um, I'm going to say uh, Merida from Brave. That's a good pull. Um, why am I going blank on so many of these? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I could leave nine too. <laughs> yeah, I, know I you want could. to watch him squirm. <laughs> now it's with a. Um, I'm gonna say Moana. Very nice. Very good. Very good. One more. One more. And this is the problem because it is going to be the one from Princess and the Frog. And I can't remember her name. I know there's a chameleon in it called Pascal. (laughs) Um, Partial credit. (laughs) uh, Oh, fucking fucking Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Hey, there it is. Tiana. Tiana is what you were looking for. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Would that have been a ding, Tiana? Tiana would have been a ding, absolutely. Pocahontas? Um, Elsa? Elsa is not, no. Oh, um, see? Ooh, wow. Yeah, Pocahontas. Pocahontas is in there. Yeah. Uh, Mulan. Mulan's not a princess. Get the fuck Mulan, out of here. No, Mulan's in the, as a Disney princess, yeah. Official she's Disney not, princess. She's not a princess. She does not, a, does not have that title. And uh, Rapunzel from Tangled. Oh. So Elsa, that would have... Would you have said Elsa, Oscar? Uh, I might have. Depends. On, like, I don't know what order I would have gone in. There's no like. I love when you give me things that are chronological. That helps my brain so much. When it's just <laughs> a list, I'm like, I don't know. Do I go alphabetical? Do I go chronological by movie? I'm really close to just starting to write these down because I keep getting annoyed with myself week in week out when I lose <laughs> stupidly. <laughs> so uh, eleven of the twelve uh, Disney princesses are in their universes princesses or the cultural equivalent. Uh, most of them are daughters of kings, Pocahontas and Moana, uh, daughters of tribal chiefs. Uh, Cinderella, Belle, and Tiana are by marriage to a prince, and the lone exception is Mulan, uh, the daughter of a gentleman who remains unmarried. Mm. So yeah, she's the exception, but they yeah, are but you're all not fucking, official. You're not fucking with Mulan. Oh no, <laughs> she's the one I would want to fight the least. Probably. Well, no. I don't know. Jasmine's kind of scary too. What an odd conversation. <laughs> which one, which one well, no, of but, the yeah, Disney But it's quite funny that your qualifier is literally 12 Disney princesses. 11 out of 12 of these are princesses or what would be considered. Meanwhile, Elsa, who is a literal prince, or I guess she is she a queen? She would be the queen, Elsa, right? She's not the princess anymore. Yeah. Her mm. sister would be the princess. Yeah, but Cinderella becomes the queen? Question mark? Well, she's married to a prince. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't see Cinderella too, so... <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> Cinderella 2, back in the habit. <laughs> okay, so Chuck wins the point. Thank uh, you. Let's go with for Oscar's first bid. Oscar losing yeah. on the Disney question, that's going to stick in his craw as well. 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be off my game for the rest of this. I, I honestly, I I was banking on you just like making a mistake. If you'd have said nine, I hundred percent would have said ten as well. 100%. I know. No, I know that. I know we were gonna. If I had kept going, we would have gone all the way up. No, I don't think I would have gone past that because then that would have been twelve, and that would have been dumb. Um, right. So for this question, Oscar's bid um, seven. There are twenty nationalities that have contributed Premier League hat tricks. So uh, I'm looking for the top 20. So the 20th, that takes us down to nations who have contributed three hat-tricks to the Premier League. Oh, okay, okay. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake, even after all that. Yeah. He was going to go seven, especially when there's yeah. 20. Just comes down to guessing countries, doesn't it? Nine. That is the game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he manages to really distill down to the point, doesn't he, so often. That's hey, why listen, I like listening to him. Sometimes we get first-time listeners, guys. Yeah. All right, I'll go 10. 11. Uh, yeah, I'll go 12. You're going 12. I'll take Oscar's lucky 13. Ooh. Do you want to take my lucky 14? No, I don't. Take 15 then. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna. I'm doing the Ian this week. Go on, have it at 13. I, I trust you to mess this up. <laughs> okay, I'm literally just going to guess countries. I have nothing else to bid it on. Um... This will be bad if this is a dong first time out. <laughs> England. <laughs> England have contributed 155 hat-tricks to the Premier League. Should do. Fucking hell. Uh, France. In fourth, 17 hat-tricks. Okay. Uh, Netherlands. Joint second, 18 hat-tricks. Okay, so also second will be Argentina then. Argentine? Why? Because you definitely know that Argentina have done 18. Well, Sergio Aguero's got the record. Uh, oh, yeah, true, now. actually. Yeah. That's <laughs> why. Point. And you've yeah. probably got Tevez. Yeah, good point. So you've got the top four. Top four. Okay, let's think of other good players. Uh, Uruguay, Suarez. 11th with six hat-tricks. Okay, and now I'm fucked. Um, player, what scores, many goals. Italy. Yeah, joint 13th with five hat-tricks contributed. And you said the lowest one was three? Yeah. Okay. Seven more countries, Chuck. Seven to go. Um, who who gets given match balls a lot? <laughs> and if they wanted to take care of them, that's code MOP20 at manscaped.com. <laughs> Be gentle to those balls. Available in many of these nations. Stop derailing me you pricks um i'll <laughs> say oh portugal joint 20th with three Ooh. spain fifth with 11 five more belgium fucking hell joint seventh seven hat tricks i don't think many players have played in england enough but germany they're one of the joint 20th as well. Three hat-tricks. See, Oof. that was close. Um, that's really not a lot. Yeah, that's less than I would have guessed. How many are on joint 20th? Like four. Five are on joint 20th, and you've named... Two, uh, I think. Two, Germany and Portugal. <sighs> okay, and I said Spain, didn't I? You said Spain already, yeah. So I've said England, France, Spain, Germany, Portugal, Italy, Netherlands, Belgium... Fuck it, yeah. Uh, I think may... No, no, uh, no, no. Abort, abort. <laughs> Ivory Coast. 
There it is. Yeah, that's Ivory a good one. Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, joint seventh with seven hat tricks. Yeah. Okay, how many Two more? more? Two more. North Macedonia. <laughs> um, right, these are two that I've been holding on to for a while. I'm just going to go with them for the last one. I'm going to say Egypt. Joint 20th, three hat tricks contributed. Senegal. This is such a good moment. Chuck wins. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> no, no. Oh, dear. Oh. Uh, Senegal. Sadio uh, Mane. <laughs> <laughs> Joint 13th with five hat-tricks contributed. Any chance um, the US are on there? I know at least two people have done it. No, US are not. Let's have a... I can go further down. Yeah, United States have contributed two. Wow. So just missed out on the top 20. Um, I bet there's because obviously you know hat tricks. It's if you went to three and there was five tied, there was probably like twenty nations on two or something ridiculous. Yeah, that's there all was uh, eight nations on two. What about Korea? Which uh, one? Yeah, <laughs> all those North Korean players. <laughs> um, uh, South Korea have uh, only one. Oh, and it was uh, it would have been Sun this year, uh, not this year, this season. Would it have been? No, I'm sure he's had a hat trick before this season. Well, he's only had one, so there's. It's... Yeah, he's only had one. Oh wow! He said South Korea, you only had one. Well, if it yeah. even was Sun, I can't. Although... Yeah, well, there was that goal, uh, game where he scored four, wasn't there? So, um, it says 20th of September 2020. So I guess we could find out, but I can't be bothered. Um, so let's have a look at the other nations you missed. You missed the sixth place one, who had nine hat tricks. That was Norway. See, I had when I was going to go for an answer, I was going to go for Iceland just because of Ida Gudjonsson. Iceland are not in the top twenty. No. What about Denmark? Uh, Denmark are not there either. Wow. So Norway, wow. like tough category, man. Yeah. You bit. You got the exact right bid because I think like one more you move. Mm. What other going? What other countries did we miss? Um, Nigeria offered yeah. seven as well, uh, as did Scotland. Um, oh, that makes sense. But tied with Uruguay, there was Wales with six hat tricks. Uh, then we get down to five. You've got Italy and Senegal. Uh, you missed Ireland and Bulgaria. Wow! So I literally could have just gone for the home nations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. Well, have, I yeah. guess there's a long history of like the Premier League was only global for like the last like 30, 80, 40 years. Like before that, it was a lot of right. Players. The Premier League's only existed for the last twenty nine. <laughs> you know what um, I mean? The top, the top flight. Yeah, but. No, but that was the thing. In my head, it was just players that I knew had scored lots. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's why yeah, you could just go around it. Yeah, that was the way to go with that. Yeah. Good job, Chuck. That was very good. Yay! Yeah. And there was also Brazil, Russia, Trinidad and Tobago, all on four. And then... Um, Dwight York. On three, the only two you missed, I think, was Togo and Zimbabwe. Adibayor and... wonder who Zimbabwe is. Well, the last, the last Zimbabwe hat-trick was 2008. So Chuck wins. So what does that take the scores to? That takes the scores to five five four. Five five four. And, Which means that uh, next week, if you win, Ian, it's five five five. Yeah. Yeah. That was not good listening, but I'm um, I'm happy with that performance. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's just what you need. You just need to you just need to grind it out, baby. Grind out a performance. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I am the Mourinho of the bluffer. <laughs> My attempt to be a Burnley Ian did not at all work. No, no, no don't not go this against time. the grain, man. It's you got to go. You got to go. Your own game. Natural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there we go. You're wins right. is yeah. wins. I don't know who my best first 11 are, clearly. <laughs> no, 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 clearly not. Certainly not your best starting seven anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad I was able to bid seven both times because that was perfect. Blind bluffer. Coming Blind. To, coming to stores near you. Right. Should we do some fixtures, Chuck? Fixtures, yeah, we could do fixtures, Chuck. But by the time we record again, uh, we'll have done another two weeks again. So. Yay! <laughs> oh, but Ian's getting great at getting this hashtag content out very quickly, and we applaud his tremendous work making this <laughs> I'll sound do good. Best. <laughs> um, so Tuesday, 2nd of February. God, what a time to be alive. Um, the worst game possibly ever Sheffield United versus West Brom um, and, then, and Wolves Arsenal at the same time uh, we've got Man United Southampton and Newcastle Palace fucking hell oh dear that is a bad what a time to play Newcastle eh? yeah if there was a time that you could go out on a Tuesday and do something that would you'd really you would um Wednesday, 3rd of February, we've got Burnley against City. Big test for old Peppy Pep, um, Pepsi and Shirley. Uh, Fulham versus Leicester. <laughs> Come on, Fulham. Um, Leeds, Everton. Uh, get rid of Calvert-Lewin, prick. Um, Aston Villa, West Ham. Uh, off the line. Liverpool, off the line. <laughs> Brighton. And on Thursday, Oscar, you've got to be feeling pretty good about this now. Spurs against Chelsea. I told you I don't care about results for the next month or so, and I genuinely mean it. And you, you guys will. are gonna like we're gonna lose the Spurs, and it's gonna be fine. It's just not about results right now. Yeah, I genuinely mean that. So similarly, you can shut your noise then when Chelsea do perform well and win, <laughs> yeah. and you go, ah, suck it, Jeff. <laughs> Because <laughs> results don't matter. No, don't if matter. I choose not to be upset, that's my choice. I'm still going to try to upset other fans if we do good things, uh, this and is they a- can choose oh, to be upset or not upset by that. I did really that's their like choice. what I found funny was um, Tuchel after the nil-nil going, "Yes, but we had 16 possession recoveries in the final third," and how uh. you know you get football perverts on Twitter that are so annoyed when like it's going on stats and focus, and they feel like, "Oh, oh what they do in, t- in interviews." and stuff is so generic and then a manager who actually cares about the stat side do it and he'll go oh no one cares about those like pick a lane guys <laughs> pick a lane Tuchel's big into XG I'm hoping he mentions it at some point oh my god he was using XG like before it was cool at Mainz they were like a relegation team that he managed to bring the table anyway sorry listen to the Patreon episode this week I'm gonna go all into Tuchel <laughs> you've committed yourself now Oscar yeah well he likes XG so you know that's all I need that's all Oscar needs. So that was um, always my first question on dates. First date, first question. So what do you think about XG? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! As, as I've said, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Thank the Lord for Emily. Praise be to the Lord's on high. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. So, plenty of football action going on. So are your FPL teams. Uh, Rudiger and Callum Wilson. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. That's it. Um, say goodbye to the Prince of XG. Goodbye. Say goodbye to Super Producer. I thought I was going to be a Disney princess. Yeah. Wait, should Ian be saying goodbye to me and should I be saying goodbye to Ian? Don't question it. Thanks, Nate Witt and producer, girlfriend, have a uh, defender <laughs> of the realm. Take care, ladies and gentlemen, and bye-bye. Well, all right, then let's... Uh, you, you, Chuck, you I won't just make you linger. You... Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Well, Chuck, I won't make you... Make you uh... <clears throat> Um. <laughs> Alright, Chuck, well, I won't make you go. <laughs> you fucking. Uh. Uh. Oh, I'm not even doing anything. Alright, Chuck, well, I won't make you linger too long on. <laughs>